In episode 421, we are diving deep into how to deal and process grief. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Guess what, my beautiful friend? My fourth book, Comparisonitis, How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others and Be Genuinely Happy is out right now. Number one, New York Times bestselling author and social media sensation Jay Shetty said, never before has a book been more needed. Future generations will thank Melissa for shining a spotlight on comparisonitis. And multiple New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein said, since Melissa refers to people who have recovered from comparisonitis as unicorns, I suppose that makes this a sort of unicorn training manual. I'm so grateful that such a manual has arrived. It's been infinitely helpful to me. Head to comparisonitis.com or Amazon to get your copy today. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm really excited about this episode because I've been asked many, many times in my DMs to talk about how to deal with grief. Now, that could be grief from a breakup or grief from a loved one passing away. And today I'm going to share with you what has worked for me over the years. So let's dive right in. Hello, my beautiful friend. I'm so glad that you're here and so glad that we get to talk about a topic today that isn't often spoken about, and that is grief. And I'm sure everyone listening has dealt with grief to some degree at some point in their life, whether that is someone you love has passed away or you've dealt with a breakup or maybe one of your pets has passed away. I'm sure that you have experienced grief at some point in your life. And this has come into my DMs many, many times. I've had so many people ask me, can I please talk about how to process grief and how to deal with grief? Now, before we dive in, I just want to say that there is no perfect process when it comes to grief. There is no three steps and you won't feel sadness again or three steps and you won't feel the grief again. But there are some things that are really supportive that have helped me during those times and I'm going to share them with you today. But just know that there is no perfect process. There is no three-step process. And I don't want you to measure yourself against someone else and look at someone else and think, oh, well, they got through that grief process in six months and I'm still grieving. This is not about comparison. This is simply about helping yourself deal with a very strong emotion that many of us have felt. So before we dive in, I just want to also say that everyone deals with grief differently. And some common feelings of grief include sadness, shock, denial, numbness, anger, guilt, blame, or even relief. Okay, so everyone deals with grief differently. They process it differently. 
they process it in different amounts of time. You know, some people six months, some people six years, some people maybe 60 years. So there is no need to compare yourself to anyone else. And I'm only going to share from my own experience. I have dealt with breakups and I have dealt with people I love very, very much pass away. In 2016, my best friend passed away and that was so hard for me. It was the first time I'd really experienced grief from death and it was one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my entire life. It was a shock. I wasn't expecting it and I felt like my heart had been ripped out of my chest and stomped on and shattered. I dealt with um, PTSD after that for about two years and I had hives all over my body because my body was just so stressed. My immune system was down and I'll talk more about what grief can do to the body later, but I had cold sores all over my body. I had eczema all over my body. Literally, my body was just in shock. I also lost a lot of weight, even though I was eating exactly the same amount as what I was eating before she passed away. But because my body was under so much stress and because I was dealing with PTSD, I was in overdrive. I had so much adrenaline in my body. I couldn't sleep. It was not a fun time. I remember, oh gosh, it makes me emotional just thinking about it. I remember waking up in the night just screaming and wailing and Nick would just come behind me and just hold me whilst I wailed and wailed and wailed. And oh, it was such a challenging time for me in my life. And I want to share with you what I did and what helped me in those moments. And since then, you know, I've had more people pass away that I really love. My nonna, who I was very, very close with, and some other people, some other friends. And, you know, I'm sure many of you listening to this have had someone pass away or maybe an animal pass away. And then there's also grief from breakups, whether that person ended it or you ended it. There's still grief that we need to deal with that may arise when we depart a relationship. So I just want to say that healing and the healing process and processing grief, it takes time. You know, it's something that we can't say, okay, I'm going to be over this in one week or I'm going to be over this in one month. We just have to allow ourselves to process anything that has come up for us. And I want to share with you what has worked for me over the years. And one of the biggest things is allowing myself to feel the emotion. So this is the first step, fully feel the emotions, allow them to be there, welcome them, allow them to wash over you. Let the sadness or the pain or the fear or the heartache be there. Don't try and numb it with TV, shopping, alcohol, drugs, food, sex, whatever it is. Don't try and numb the feelings. Just allow them to be there. Like have the awareness and the consciousness to go, okay, I've just had this person pass away and I feel sad. I'm going to allow that sadness to just be there. Just allow it to be there. Allow it to 
wash over you like a wave and it may come in waves or it may just be permanently there for a little while. You don't know, you know, until you're in it, but just allow it to be there. Don't numb, don't run away, don't turn the other way. Just allow yourself to fully feel it because healing happens over time. And if you're experiencing this grief or loss, you really need to just process it and may be painful and intense, but it will gradually subside and eventually it does become lighter and lighter. And now, you know, when I think about my girlfriend that passed away, I think just happy thoughts. I feel grateful for our time we got together. I feel light, you know, that heaviness isn't there anymore. And it took time, but that heaviness isn't there anymore. And I I just feel love and gratitude when I think about her. So that's the first step, you know, fully feel the emotions and allow them to be there. Visualize them like a wave washing over you and do not numb them with any sort of device or substance, you know, just allow them to be there. The second step is reminding yourself that this too shall pass. One of my favorite mantras of all time, this too shall pass. What has helped me in these times of breakups or deaths is putting a little post-it note on my bathroom mirror that says this too shall pass. And when I'm in the bathroom, just quickly glancing at that and reminding myself that the feelings that I'm feeling, they're not going to be forever. You know, nothing is forever. So just reminding yourself very gently that this will pass and that's okay. You don't need to suppress or you don't need to run away from it, but just knowing that it's not going to be forever. You're not going to feel like this forever. Okay. So this too shall pass. The third thing that you can do is journal every single day. This helped me so much in my grieving process when my best friend passed away. I would just journal my thoughts every day and get them out, get them out, get them out. And this really, really helped me. And this kind of leads on to the fourth step, which is writing that person a letter. Now, this again helped me so much. You can do this also for breakups, but any time that someone I love has passed away, I have written them a letter expressing everything on my heart and telling them how sad I am that I won't get to do this, this, and this with them. But I also express in the letter like everything I'm grateful for, what they taught me and what their death has taught me so far. And that has been so helpful for me. I remember writing her many, many letters And then you can rip them up or you can burn them. You can do whatever you need to do that feels true and good for you. But writing letters is really powerful. And make sure you express everything you're grateful for, all of the amazing times that you had together, everything that you learned and express, you know, whatever else, how sad you are or whatever else you feel to express. And same goes for when you are going through a breakup. Whether you broke up with that person or they broke up with you, write them a letter. Express everything you are grateful for. Express thanks for your time together, what you learned. Because if you don't express what you're grateful for and what you learned in that relationship, you may enter another relationship soon after and repeat the same habits. So if you want to grow and evolve from that relationship, get the lessons in it so that you don't 
repeat the same thing in the next relationship. So this is really helpful to sit and express what you learned from that relationship, from that person, and express everything that you're grateful for from your time together. So that's the fourth thing that you can do. The fifth thing that you can do is remind yourself that you can take all the time that you need. There is no formula for grief. It's not two months, two years, two weeks, two days. It's whatever feels true for you. So remind yourself that you can take all the time that you need and to fully feel the emotions in that time. Number six, this is really important and something that you may not want to do whilst you're processing grief, and that is to fill yourself up. Fill yourself up with things that make you happy, that light you up, and that inspire you. And I know you're probably thinking, that's the last thing I want to do when I'm processing the death of someone that you love. And I just want to share a story with you because when my best friend passed away in February 2016, I had another friend invite me to go stand up paddleboarding. And this was a few days after she had passed. But we hadn't had the funeral yet. So it was probably like maybe three days after she passed. And I remember thinking, there's no way in the world I can go paddleboarding. There's no way. Like, I can't go do that. And I remember Nick said to me, go, honey, go. And my friend Amanda and I, we went. And I think she picked me up and we drove to the river and we got on these paddleboards and we went out. And for anyone who's done paddleboarding, you will know that you're on the paddleboard by yourself. And it was actually one of the most beautiful experiences. I paddled out and I laid, oh, I'm getting emotional just even thinking about it. I laid out on the paddleboard just in the middle of the water and I laid down and I looked up and I just started crying. And then this flock, I don't even know if it's called a flock, but a flock of butterflies flew right over the top of me and were hanging around. And there was so many butterflies. And in that moment, I just knew she was there. And it was so beautiful. And I just laid out there crying and processing. And it was so beautiful and healing. And in that moment, I felt really grateful that I was there. I wouldn't have had that experience if I had just decided to stay home. So fill yourself up. Do things that make you feel good, even if you don't want to, even if you think there's no way I can possibly go for a walk or do some yoga or whatever it is that fills you up. I want to encourage you to just do it anyway and put yourself in that situation because you just don't know what could happen. You could have loads of butterflies flying around you and, you know, feeling that person's essence, which is what happened to me. So fill yourself up even if you don't want to. Number seven is meditate. This kind of follows on from filling yourself up even if you don't want to because usually when you're dealing with grief, you may not want to meditate or at least you tell yourself, I don't want to meditate. There's no way I can sit and meditate. However, when we sit in stillness and silence, we allow what is percolating to rise and then we can process whatever is there. So meditation is a great way to allow yourself to process and feel and to let it wash over you like a wave. And you may sit down 
and you may close your eyes and you may burst into tears. That's okay. That is okay. Just allow whatever is there to be there. Don't think, this isn't meditating. I can't meditate. I should be meditating. No, just allow whatever is there to rise. Don't try and fix and change it. Just allow it to be there. Number eight, move your body. Again, this might be something that you think there's no way I can go for a walk or there's no way I can go to the gym. You know, my beautiful grandma has just passed away. There's no way I can go to the gym or do some yoga. But grief can be exhausting. I know for me personally, it is exhausting. And this can weaken your immune system, making you prone to colds and coughs and other illnesses. And grief can also affect your appetite and lead to changes in your weight. It can affect your sleep and leave you feeling very tired, which then can affect your health. And it can lead to stomach aches and headaches and body aches and all sorts of things. So when we have a lower immune system, we're more prone and susceptible to illness. We need to make sure that we're moving our body and flushing our lymphatic system. So going for a 10-minute walk, you can even go with someone and you can chat if you want to about what's going on for you, or you can just walk in silence with someone, or you can go by yourself. There's no rules. But even if your inner mean girl, your inner critic is saying, you can't possibly go for a walk or exercise, I encourage you to just do 10 minutes, 10 minutes of yoga or 10 minute walk or something like that, just to move your body, to flush your lymphatic system, to get the endorphins pumping, okay? So move your body, even when you don't feel like it, just go and get some fresh air. Mother nature is so healing. That fresh air is so healing. So take some time to get outside and move your body as much as you can, even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes a day. Just move that beautiful body of yours, flush your lymphatic system, get some fresh air and let mother nature heal you. Number nine, be present. Live one day at a time. Setting yourself regular daily routines and doing something special for yourself every day like we've mentioned, going for a walk and meditating, filling yourself up. These are all amazing things that you can do to be in the moment, to come back to the present moment. When we're dealing with grief, we're very much in our head. When it's over a breakup, you know, thinking, what could have I have done differently? Or, you know, whatever the thought process is for you. And then when it's dealing with someone who's passed away, you might be having thoughts of, I wish I reached out more or I can't believe I won't get to do this with them, whatever it is. So allowing yourself to process all of your feelings and then coming back to the present moment. What's happening right now? What can I smell? What can I hear? What can I see? What can I taste? You know, going through all of your senses, coming back to the present moment and just living one day at a time or one minute at a time, one moment at a time, just really stripping it back and coming back to the present moment. Number 10, seek support and help. You do not have to process grief on your own. You do not have to process grief on your own. Reaching out to a friend or a family member is a beautiful thing that you can do, or a professional, a therapist, or a holistic doctor. There is no reason that you have to process grief 
or go through something like this on your own. And you don't have to tell 15 people. You could have one friend that you share the process with and you just say, you know, this is what I'm going through and I would just love a little bit extra support. And this is how you can support me. You can support me by just checking in and saying, let's go for a walk or whatever it is. I recently had one of my uncles pass away and I told two of my best friends and I just said, my uncle's just passed away. This is how I'm feeling. I just wanted to tell you. I didn't tell all of my friends. I just wanted to tell you. And they said, thank you for sharing. How can we support you? And I said, thank you so much. I just needed to tell you that's how you can support me. And then I said, next time I see you, I just need a really big hug and I want to dance. So next time I saw them, they gave me a really big, juicy hug and we had a dance to one of my favorite songs. And they also wrote me a beautiful card and gave me some Loco Love chocolates. Mm, Seriously, so delicious. So seek support and tell that person how they can show up for you. Don't be afraid. Tell them how they can show up for you. You know, is it a text message every couple of days? Is it offering to go for a walk every few days? Whatever it is, tune in and ask yourself what is going to be the most supportive for you and then express that. Number 11, stay connected. I know when you are processing grief in the past, I have felt like I just want to hide. I just want to hide under the covers and not come out and not want to see anyone, not want to speak to anyone, but try and stay connected. Again, you don't have to be super social and go to every social outing and see all of your friends and family, but just stay connected to one or two friends if that feels good and true for you. Maybe the one friend that you've told or the two friends that you've told, whoever it is, and stay connected to them. And, you know, send them a little message and just let them know every couple of days how you're feeling. And they will probably send you a message to check in on you as well. But try and stay connected in person or online. Just try and stay connected. Don't isolate yourself completely. Sure, sit and process on your own, but don't block people out. You know, don't block people out and not respond. You know, just let people know how you're feeling, if it feels true for you, and just, you know, check in, but stay connected. Number 12, create positive memories. So one thing that we did when my beautiful nonna passed away was we all sat around collecting photos and looking at all of her little trinkets and gorgeous things And we all shared stories. We all shared our favorite memories. And we went round and round the table for hours sharing stories. And it was such a beautiful thing to do. We laughed. We cried. It was also very bonding for my family. It was really beautiful. So create new memories. Create new healthy, positive memories for that person who's since passed sit around and talk about all the beautiful things and what you learn from them. And we did the same thing when my beautiful best friend passed away. We all sat around. We actually all hung out for about a week together. So I cannot remember the exact day she passed, whether it was a a Wednesday or I can't remember the exact day. I can look back in my calendar, but I can't remember the exact day. 
it might have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And the following Monday, I think, may have been the funeral or was the Monday after that? I can't remember. But we would all meet at her house for a week after she passed. And we met there every day and we shared food and we laughed and we cried and we were organizing her beautiful celebration of life. She had two celebrations of life, a a very intimate family one on the Monday with just a very small group of her best friends and family. And then she had a big celebration on the Friday. There was hundreds of people that came to that because she was just so loved by so many people and so adored by people all over the world. And so we met at her house every day and we all brought food and We laughed, we cried, we spoke about memories, we went for walks on the beach together, we looked at photos and we organized her beautiful celebrations. And it was so beautiful to do and to grieve together in that way. And then we went home and had some time to ourselves as well, but it was really beautiful to have that time to create these memories of her and reflect on these beautiful times that we had with her. So that's something that you can do. And then 13, number 13, I just wanted to talk about anniversaries. So anniversaries can be a tricky time for people who have passed on. And what's really helped me is taking a moment to reflect, like having a little ceremony, lighting a candle or playing her favorite music or gathering with our friends and sharing a meal. And that's a really beautiful thing you can do when the anniversary of their passing comes each year. Have a little celebration. Have a little celebration of that person and do something. You know, if they loved surfing, go surfing with your friends. If they love painting, grab your friends and all paint together or something like that. Do something in celebration of that person. So that is how I have dealt with grief in the past. And I really hope those 13 tips are supportive for you, whether you are currently dealing with a breakup or someone passing away, or you know someone who is currently going through that, you could maybe share this with them. But I really hope that this has been helpful and supportive so far. And now I want to talk about how you can support someone in the grieving process. Because I know I've had friends who have lost family members or gone through a breakup. And I want to share with you four ways that you can be the best support that you can be for someone else who is dealing with grief. Now, the first thing you can do is reach out. So get in touch and be available to spend time with that person. But respect that they may need space may need to cry, hug, talk, or be silent or be alone. So respect where they're at, but also reach out and be available to them. And you can also say, you know, I'm here for you. I love you. Please let me know how I can best support you. I'm going to send you a text message every three or four days. Is that okay with you? And they might say, no, that's too much. Just leave me alone. Or they might say, yeah, that'd be really lovely. So just practice crystal clear communication and and say to them, I'm going to reach out to you every couple of days. Is that okay with you? What would be the most supportive for you? So reach out. The next thing that you can do is listen with both ears. 
It can be difficult to know what to say, particularly if you've not experienced grief before, but just listen. There may be no words that can be supportive in that moment, but listening can be the most supportive. And don't be afraid to talk about the person who has passed or if they've just separated, don't be afraid to talk about that person. The person you are supporting may want to hear their name. But try to avoid cliches or giving advice and just listen with both ears. You know, just really listen. Just sit there, have some tissues, place one hand on their leg or their back or their shoulder and just listen. Just be there. Don't give advice. Don't say any cliches unless they ask for advice. Just be there. The third thing that you can do is do something special together that you know the other person loves. Like what is their love language? If you know their love language is gifts, you know, maybe you could take them some flowers from your garden or some vegan chocolate brownie or something like that. What is their love language? And do something special with that person or an act of service or, you know, just find out what their love language is and Do something special for that person, even if it's just offering to take them for a walk. Let's go for a walk. Or, you know, you could give them a hand massage whilst you sit there. If touch is their love language, you could say to them, is it okay if I just massage your hand? You know, something so simple. And then be there and offer practical help. This is the fourth way that you can help a loved one who is grieving. Be there and offer practical help. What is practical help? Okay, if they're dealing with a loss or a separation, do their kids need picking up from school or dropping off to school? Do they need meals cooked for them? Like how can you practically help? Do they need their house cleaned? Whatever it is. How can you offer practical support to that person? And just remember that you know that person well and by you just being there sometimes is enough. By you just holding their hand sometimes is enough. When should we seek more help for our grief? If you are experiencing persistent feelings of sadness and despair, or you're unable to experience any level of happiness, you may be experiencing the symptoms of depression. If your feelings are getting in the way of your everyday life, then it's really important to seek help. And some of the signs that you may need to seek help are appetite changes, maybe loss of appetite or overeating, intense sadness, difficulty sleeping, feelings of emptiness, feelings of despair, or thoughts of harming yourself. And if you've had any of those, then this is when you may need to seek a deeper level of support. And just remember, how long does grief last for? There is no set time frame. And some people mourn for six months and some several years. Just allow yourself to be with what comes up and process it in your own time. There are no rules, no rules. And I recently read about something called post-traumatic growth. So after my friend passed away, I dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't really like that it's called a disorder, but anyway, PTSD. And then I read about this thing called post-traumatic growth because some people find positive experiences following grief or loss, such as a new sense of wisdom, maturity, and meaning in life. 
And when we take the time to really process our grief and reflect on what we learned from that person, what we're grateful for, what that person taught us, at the other end of that, on the other side of that grief, there can be a new sense of wisdom, maturity, and meaning in life. So you too could experience post-traumatic growth. So I really hope that this has helped you. I really hope wherever you're at, that this has been supportive. And maybe you know someone right now who's going through a tricky situation and you could send this to them or you could be that support person for them. But just know that this too shall pass. You're doing an amazing job. And if you are really struggling, please reach out to someone and get support. You do not have to do this on your own. You do not have to process this on your own. You do not have to do this on your own. Grief is a big emotion. It's big and can sometimes feel like a tsunami. So just allow yourself to feel it all. Remember that this too shall pass. It's not permanent. You're doing an amazing job and that you are so loved. So many people love you. So many people care about you. You matter. You wouldn't be here on earth right now if you didn't matter. You matter. There is one in 400 trillion chances that you were born, that your parents, sperm and egg got together and created you. One in 400 trillion chances. You matter. You are here for a reason. You do not have to do this alone. You are so beautiful just the way you are. Just know that there is support. Reach out to a friend or a family member or a professional. And there is nothing shameful about saying, I need a little bit of extra support right now. Absolutely nothing shameful about that. That's brave and that is courageous. And I bow down to you for doing that because I know it's not easy. But saying, hey, I need a little extra support right now, that is brave. So just know that this too shall pass. I love you. I'm here for you. You are amazing and wonderful just as you are. And you will move through this. I hope this was super helpful for you, my darling. I'm sending you so much love. I truly hope you got a lot out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can help and support so many other people who may be going through grief right now. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for any new episodes. And please come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you got out of today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear if this resonated with you and what are your key takeaways. Please come and share them with me. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. 
Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an earth angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.